Hello, this is Kristen McDonald, and welcome to Second Vision. Michael McAdams was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and raised in a Christian household. He has felt a sense of destiny and purpose his entire life. A lifelong sincere seeker of truth, Michael has endeavored to reach out with an open mind to all sources available. Brought up in the Pentecostal Church, Michael's uncle was a fiery Pentecostal preacher by the name of John W. Sullivan. Although Michael has always felt more spiritual than religious, communication from the highest possible source has been his goal as he enables his mind to receive information and direction that allows him to help the greatest number of people. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear has been very appropriate for Michael as his path has consistently brought him together with individuals, books, and sources of learning that have allowed continued growth and spiritual enlightenment. One of Michael's preferred books, in addition to the Bible, is the Arantia book. Michael has also felt intuitive and soon discovered his ability to receive information and messages for others by holding objects such as jewelry, keys, or any other item that carried a person's vibration. Michael was given a table as a reader at a local Cincinnati psychic event and performed readings at their monthly meetings. Michael's mother, Wilma Jean Jones, was initially skeptical of what she trusted Michael's judgment and eventually taught about the subject and sat down with Michael to receive dictated messages and teachings from spirit teachers slash angels that now compose three volumes of the book, An Angel Told Me So. And Michael is now in the process of publishing the second and third book in this series. I'm so delighted to have him here today. How are you, Michael? Hi, Kristen. I'm fine. Thank you for having me on your show. I hope I still didn't mispronounce that book, that Urantia. That's perfect. All right, great. I've got it. The difference between my voiceover and reading it in text. So so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wrote this book. These uh, messages and teachings, An Angel Told Me So, is the first of three volumes. As you said, there's going to be three books in the series. And it is a collection of messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers from the other side, dictated word for word through my mother, Wilma Jean Jones, and she received these messages and teachings for 22 years. This is an amazing body of material. I have never read anything like it, and I have been involved in material like this for 30 years. So the material itself, the messages and teachings in Volume 1 were pretty much all messages given for Wilma and myself. But it's like they're woven with a universal thread, and everyone who has read these messages have said, well, this sounds like what I'm dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. Well, now, so so let's be specific. So your mom would sit down with someone, and it was it like a psychic reading, or it was just more direction of what that person should do? Was it, was it a family member talking to them, someone who had passed? Did she channel people? Actually, the... the Wilma Jean had done readings on her own before, one-on-one with people that would come to her home. But in these messages and teachings that Wilma received that are in the book, she had set up an electric typewriter in her kitchen. And she would be led, be told in her mind that it was time to sit down and receive. She would sit down at the table, light a candle, say a prayer, ask for protection because you are opening your mind. And she said that she would see three or four words just float into her mind and hang there, and they would not go away until she typed them. 
once she typed those three or four words, they would they would just fade away, and three or four more would show up. And that is how she received these messages and teachings. Uh, many are full-page, single-space typed, no paragraphs. And it's, it's an amazing body of material. A sentence is 110 words long with punctuation. Now, but I'm still curious about what the message would be. Would it be someone's father saying to the their, you know, their family member what to do or that they love them or uh, forgiveness? Or what, what are the message, what's contained in the message? The messages and teachings themselves are, were given for Wilma and given for me. There wasn't mm-hmm. anyone else involved. But oh, these I are, see. are okay. deep, profound teachings that, that, I have never read anything like it in my life. I mean, I could I could share one of these messages, a short message with you, if you wanted yes, to hear that would be how they how they went. This, this was on the website. My website is spiritspeaks.com. There's a television interview, a link to a television interview that Wilma had given in Cincinnati. On that link is a message from Volume Two of the book, and this was the only time in 22 years we're in a session where Wilma was led to sit down and receive. Two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages, and signed two different names. Now, the first teacher's message is is short, a little more than kind of a long paragraph, but really profound. And this was the first teacher's message. There is a resurrection period through which man must travel in order to come into the realm of things godlike. You are to consume and digest all that is given here, as this comes from one highly qualified to meet the needs of this generation. You are not the sole property of yourselves. God still holds the everlasting command over your being, and in him must one take refuge. You are to be considered as one who has been stripped of all belongings and left to die by the wayside. In this manner, are you then open to any help that would be forthcoming? You are, by your very nature, ones who would depend on your own intellect to carry you through. However, by giving of your soul into the hands of God, do you prosper and develop more freely into that which denies the outcome of some situations, knowing full well that it is the hand of God leading and directing you so that you may arise victorious in the end. There is never a time when you will be without the Father, nor his ever-loving approaches, to see that you follow the path that directs you homeward. Take note that we say homeward, as your heavenly Father so resides in that vast insurmountable environment of time and space, so shall ye abide in joint communication with him by the grace with which he covers you and by your ability to accept this grace and use it for your own development. There are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. My love and devotion follows you as you trot onward, but ever faithful to your goal. And that was signed, Your Loving Guide. Oh, that's beautiful. Just beautiful. Now, that next to the last line is the line that will get you. And he says, There are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. Yes, yes. My question is, who are the others and where is here? Mm-hmm. What do you mean there are others here? Where are you in relation to us? Other angels. Angels, spirit guides, spirit teachers, they're really the same thing, just viewed from a different perspective. 
Yes. You know, yes. I, anyone with a church-based, Bible-based background, they've been they've read and learned and been taught about angels, archangels, guardian angels their entire life. People who are more spiritual in nature, they read and learn about spirit guides, spirit teachers. They're the exact same thing, again, just viewed from a different perspective. Absolutely. I used to have a book, and I wish I could remember the name of that book. It was somehow when I could see it was still in my armoire, but it was about talking to angels, a similar, a similar title, years ago. And a friend of mine turned me on to it, and I, I started journaling and writing to my angels. And she and I would just have this, it was a new friendship, just a private, silly conversation. I talked to the angels today, and she still calls me today and says, well, I, I spoke to my angels, and guess what they delivered, you know. And it was it was really very powerful. I haven't done it in a long time, but it was really, I guess, talking to, to spirit guides, to God, same thing, you know, and, and any form of prayer. And any time that you can open that line of communication, mm-hmm. their joy is in our recognition of their existence. And they can't do anything except through us mm-hmm. on this physical plane. And... When you receive, now Wilma Jean and myself, we have both received in thought. I have received messages dictated to my mind as fast as I could take the words down, and I knew it was incoming. And Mm -hmm. many times, incoming thoughts have a different feel in your mind than thoughts that we think. It's a subtle difference, but when you can identify it, you start paying attention and listening. Oh, definitely, definitely. I even used to write to other people's angels, you know, when you wanted them to wake up. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's interesting. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's an employer or with someone in your life you're you're trying to reach. And and, uh, in the book they had said, you know, write to their angels. But we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm sure it's very different than your book, but um, so so tell us more about the book. Is this a book where does it, is it like a journal? Is it um, just a, more of a, a story about all the the teachings that your mother, you know, they're, they're all her teachings. They're all printed. Well, the, the message and teachings themselves were again were dictated from these spirit teachers from the other side. Uh, mm-hmm. Wilma went through a divorce. I went through a divorce. Not mm-hmm. everyone is going to have those same life experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the the meaning and the uh, acquirement of information that applies to everyone that reads them, I tell people, I say, when you get the book, read each message once as it was given for Wilma and as it was given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. And it's amazing what hits. Wow. These messages and and teachings, they they usually end with this gorgeous tagline or an extremely deep, profound last paragraph. And this second teacher's message that came in in this session uh, where the first teacher's message I read, uh, this last paragraph, may I share this with your audience? Of course, please. Uh, This was the last paragraph of the second teacher's message. You are not as sheep herded here and there, but you are likened unto the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved, until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. God is all-wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our Father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time there lies your soul, 
with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. That message was signed, your loving spiritual teacher. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that last line, too. I agree. Yeah, the intention, you know. Having a strong intention on this earth, and then uh, I'm sure has a great deal to do with what happens next. Well, and if we if if we are judged, if we are graded, mm-hmm. if we you know when we when we reach the evaluation center to look back on our life, we're judged on our intentions, mm-hmm. on what we mm-hmm. intended to do, not necessarily your actions, but your intentions always precede your actions. Yes, yes. And thoughts are things. They are, and and uh, some people aren't aware of that. You know, the more you f- what what you focus on grows. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's all energy. Well, this this body of material, these messages and teachings. If anyone ever wanted proof, I mean, we've all gone on faith for man has gone on faith for over two thousand years, and if anyone ever wanted proof of the existence of a spiritual realm outside this physical plane. Well, here are communications in the form of these dictated messages and teachings that from spirit teachers who inhabit the spiritual realm. And we ride around in these bodies, you know, we inhabit these bodies, and it allows us to negotiate this physical plane. But right. we ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. This is just a vessel, a vehicle. Yeah, I realized and, that when my dad died, you know, when I touched him years ago, and I thought, oh, my God, his body was just a vessel, you know, after he passed, you know. Well, and there really is no death. It's just yeah. graduation. Yeah, yeah. You don't really die. You graduate, mm-hmm. and you, you shed the mortal coil, and then you you may go to an evaluation center <laughs> where you look back at your life, you see what you did, what you could have done better, how you yeah. handled things, Yeah. and then who knows from there. So do you believe you come back? I am open. I'm certainly open to reincarnation. Even mm-hmm. when I was young, going to, to church, my mother, Wilma Jean, had actually played piano for the church services. And my grandmother was called to the ministry when she was 30, but she had had sermons dictated to her mind that she would write down and, and preach in church. And she even had words to songs, phrase, you know, uh, verses, dictated to her mind that she would put to music and sing in church. Wow. And even when I was young, you know, Pentecostal is, is you know, hardcore, church-based, Bible-based. You're either going to heaven or hell for all eternity, and, and that's it. It's and, part of the evangelical branch, isn't it? Right. Is it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to have a lot more rules. They're looser now. But mm-hmm. even when I was young, that just didn't sit right with me. That just didn't mm-hmm. feel right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, people make mistakes. They screw up their lives. You've got gangbangers in Chicago that are shot and killed at 15 years old. Every day. You've got other people that live to be various ages. You know, somebody may live to be 80 or 90. Mm-hmm. But it's still, no matter how many years that you live in this physical existence, it's a blink of an eye. In, in the universal's terms. Now, that we would, would be sentenced to either eternal bliss or eternal punishment, you know, forever and ever, based on this blink of an eye existence, I've always had a problem with. 
then you have people, you know, children that are born to Bill Gates, Steven Spielberg, they'll want for nothing. And you have other kids that are born to alcoholic fathers and drug-addicted mothers. I know. You, you've got kids born in, in the Middle East, you know, a mother taking her two kids to the market, and a suicide bomber blows himself up and takes out 60 people. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it they were allowed to be born into that existence? Uh, is it random? And I just so, can't believe I know. that it I is. I always think of it as random. Some people just come in and they just suffer, you know, suffer their entire lives with a chronic illness or an accident or something. I think there's a reason for it. Do you believe we chose that? I mean, I always heard that from the Unity uh, ministers, which, you know, when I when I went blind, I had trouble with that. You know, I said, you know, I really believe you make the best of what you get, you know, but I don't know that I chose this. But she's, no, no, you didn't consciously choose it. But I always had trouble accepting that, you know, that uh, we come in in a different life and choose a lesson, you know, a car accident, a blindness, whatever it may be, you know. Either 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 it's something, I don't think that we actually choose to suffer. I think Mm -hmm. we're assigned to a particular life for the difficulties that we will be forced to overcome. Yes, that's that uh, will be forced to deal with. Mm -hmm. And there may be what you make out of it. And there may be something that someone needs to learn. Now, if somebody is is it comes is born into a life handicapped, Mm -hmm. and that's the way they were born, whether Mm -hmm. they chose it or not, I believe that they were assigned to that life for what they were supposed to learn, not only themselves, but the people that would help and deal with them throughout their life with their handicap. Yeah, kind of a Buddhist perspective, you know. Right. So, so what, do you remember the book Conversations with God? Yes, Neil Donald Walsh. Yeah, that was a great book. I mean, a lot of people said, well, wait a minute, this was maybe just him writing, you know, and there was so much controversy over that book. I love that book. I, I actually interviewed my minister on television about that book. But your mother's writing sounds similar to that. that. He was just sort of, you know, taken over by this higher power, you know, with messages. With a, He said he wrote the whole book that way. I actually talked to uh, the publisher who said he discovered Neil Walsh in Medford, Oregon, many, many years ago. Mm. And Neil Walsh was a mess. (laughs) He was living in Medford, Oregon. He'd been married three times, and he got all ticked off at his life one day, and he wrote this scathing three-page letter to God, just ripped God apart for the way his life had turned out, like it was God's fault. And supposedly, when he got done, he still had the pen in his hand, and he started receiving a response. He wrote and he the started response. receiving messages? Just, no, just a response, not really messages. Uh-huh. And Conversations with God is not really a book of messages, but it's, a, it's a, a book of questions and responses that were supposedly coming from God. Right. And Neil Walsh took a lot of criticism, mainly because of the questions that he asked and the quality of the answers that he received that were supposed to be coming from God. And I have I had bought the first one, got through about two thirds of it, but because I had my mother's information to compare it with, I have told many people that the um, the messages and teachings that Wilma received in these three books, these three series, the series of three books, is ten levels above what Neil received. I mean, it's like comparing fifth grade to college. Oh my goodness. And the uh, the message on the back cover of the book, now, again, Wilma had received these messages and teachings in dedicated sessions, but she was working around the kitchen one day, and these words started to come into her mind. 
and she knew it was incoming. She picked up a piece of paper and pen and wrote down this message. May I share this with your audience? Please. This is what she received. Emptiness is part of fulfillment. Let your resources fill the void left so that distinction of your purpose can be found. Expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that although circumstances have been trying to say the least, your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed, allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance. And as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Now, she felt that was confirmation that she should put these messages and teachings in a book. She was a little hesitant. They were personal messages. They uh, they talked about what was going through on in our lives. But again, they, these messages and teachings seem to apply to everyone who reads them. But that was a message that she received in thought that she just wrote down in longhand one day working in the kitchen. Amazing. Now, was your mother a writer? before no. i mean these these are very eloquent and articulate she had again well this was dictated from spirit teachers but she had yes. she was not really she was artistic she actually uh, painted uh she colored before there was color photography studios would send pictures to her in sepia tone that she would color and make look like color photographs Wow. That's the way color pictures were done before color film came out. Right, right. And she was really good at it. I have received, like I said, I've received messages myself. I was on a publisher's website, and one of the questions that this publisher asked was, what makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this? I thought that was a really good question. I'd never thought mm-hmm. about it before. And mm-hmm. I'm as I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now, a message, an answer to that question was presented to my mind, and I typed it down word for word. May I share this with your audience? Please. This is the answer that I was given. The uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished, and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. Incredible. And when it got to the end, it just stopped. And that was not me. I was taking dictation, and I appreciated it. You were taking dictation just now? That You were reading the, the dictation that had been 
Right. This was that was the message that I received in answer to the question. Yes. Uh, but I was taking dictation when I took that down. Right. Right. I have received personal messages to me. I I used to own a satellite dish company. I did satellite dishes for a living for a number of years. And I had come home from work one evening, and I went upstairs to change clothes. And a message or a, of the words "greatness and spirit" came into my mind. I knew it was incoming, so I I opened a drawer and found a tablet and a pen, and I started taking these words down. And I was scribbling to keep up. The words were coming so fast. And when I got done, and I. Uh, wanted to type it up the next day, I had trouble reading some of the words because I had scribbled so fast. Uh, this one was given as a personal message for me, but I feel like it applies to all of us that are in this work. Just with your audience? Please. Greatness and spirit shall touch the lives of many whom you will come into contact with. Hearts and lives will be touched and changed by your presence. Enable yourself by the will of your being, to respect and respond to the changes in individuals as you become aware of the true potential of your spirit. In the eyes of God, thou hast made thyself worthy of all the riches and gifts of spirit that shall be forthcoming unto you. Be as you will in relationship to the Holy Spirit that inhabits and dwells within thy being at this time. Look always to the future with anticipation and gladness, for thou hast made thyself a living receptacle for the Spirit of God, and all good things shall come to thee. Oh, I just got a chill. Especially in, you know, in rough times, you know, the pandemic is going on now, and we have so much unrest in different cities, and, uh, you know, what do you think our, our angels would say about that? Do you Do you pray on things like that, or do you write to them about specific things? I do not. Random. Mm-hmm. This, this entire virus, I believe, was set loose by China on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe it was deliberate. They knew they were going to lock down. They knew they had it there. However it started over there, they didn't want to be the only ones to suffer for it. They knew they, you know, their entire country would have been locked down. So they deliberately decided to allow people to fly from Wuhan to countries all over the world. They wouldn't let them fly west to Beijing or Shanghai but they let them travel to every country in the world, and they decided that if they were going to go down, they'd take us all down with them. My goodness. And we're dealing with it. So you don't believe it's the open markets or? The open market. Yeah. Oh, you mean the wet wet markets? Yeah, the markets where they, you know, the the, the chickens and everything. They said it's possible, but what I have read is it's almost like this virus was designed Mm-hmm. And the uh, the military virus lab was only, if you depending on the story you read, the, the virus lab uh, in Wuhan was anywhere from three to seven miles from this wet market. You know, oh, the wet boy. market was where they sold critters and varmints and roadkill for food. Yeah, yeah. So, so scary. You know, but they said that looking at it and looking at, at the molecular structure of it, it almost looks like it's been designed. To, to, to be transmitted in yes, the manner Yes, I know. I've read up been. on that. They said they're looking into it now. At the, so, you, know. you know, all we can do is deal with it. Um, the survival rate of the coronavirus is 98%. Yes. If you're 60 or under, it's 99%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just stay as healthy as possible. And granted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, granted people who 
uh, are older, you know, with uh, compromised immune systems and other conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've talked about how a number of people have been diagnosed with COVID-19, over, even though that's not what they died from. Oh, my, I know. Uh, I know. My, you know, I, my, my sister has a friend whose husband's brother was in a motorcycle accident. Seriously, went to the hospital and died. He'd never been sick in his life. They claimed he died from COVID-19. Oh, so you're saying they're they're claiming it when it's not really happening? Yes, they there's extra money being given to hospitals, uh, not only with this CARES plan, but uh-huh. extra money that's being given to hospitals that um, are dealing with coronavirus. Uh, my sister has a friend whose husband and two other guys, two of his friends went to go get a coronavirus test. There was a really long line. They had filled out the paperwork, but after half an hour. They decided not to wait in line any longer, and they just turned their paperwork in. Three days later, every one of them got a, a letter saying they tested positive for coronavirus. They had I know. I've heard crazy tested. stories like this, too. You know, who can who can trust the numbers? They're all up and down, you know. You, and, and that's the thing. You, you, we don't really know. We don't, we don't really, really know. know. No. But, but it is the hospitalizations. Yeah. It is what it is. They're going to come up with a vaccine. Absolutely. Immunities are going to be developed, and yes. this too shall pass. Yes. So just getting back, the, you know, because we have so much time, even though that's very interesting, um, I, tell us a little bit about your psychic abilities when you did the psychic readings. That's kind of fun for people. I think we all have that ability to tune in and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, people don't listen to their thoughts. They're... People come home from work, the first thing they do is turn the music on or turn the TV on. People get in their cars, they don't really listen to their thoughts, they turn the music on or they're, or they're you know, thinking about something else. But it's, it's, not, it's more than just being intuitive. You know, people have the ability to tune in and, and receive. And I had been led into that, and it was just something that developed. Uh, I believe it's something that we all have. I, uh, my dad had retired in Bradenton in Florida, and I would drive from Ohio uh, to Florida down I-75, about 13 hours straight through, and a lot of times I would drive by myself. Uh, Georgia's a five-and-a-half-hour state. I would um, a lot of times drive with the radio turned off. The speed limit's 70 on I-75. They'll give you 10. They may not give you 11, but they'll give you 10. So I had crews set on 80. Cruising along, no radio, not really thinking about anything. And a thought came into my mind, and it said, I'd slow down up ahead if I were you. I glanced in the rearview mirror, didn't see anything, but I reached up on the steering wheel, shut the cruise off, and let the car coast down to about 72. Topped a little rise in the freeway, there sat a Georgia State Highway Patrol. Now, whether or not he would have pulled out after me at 80, usually if they see you tap the brakes and recognize them, Um, They'll let you go. But the fact that I was spoken to and was Mm -hmm. obedient, slowed down, got past him, got out of sight, ran it back up to 80, set cruise, and I said, thank you, spirit, out loud in the car. Mm -hmm. And that was one of Wilma Jean's favorite expressions when she would be led or receive or told things. She would always say, thank you, spirit, and as an acknowledgement of the fact that she was being spoken to. Yeah, and you're so right about, you know, the music, and I mean, I always have an audio book in my ear because of my sight, and you know, I just have to learn and listen, but it's really, 
such a good practice to stop and take breaks, to meditate, pray, be quiet, breathe, because that's when you get the answers. That's when you are able to tune in. You know, probably why we tune in, I tune in a lot in my dreams, because that's quiet time for me. You know, but often I'll, I'll just be thinking about somebody, and bam, they, I'm thinking about them for two days, and they call me. And I haven't heard from them in months, even years sometimes. And I say, I've just been thinking about you. And it's really that, that source of energy, how it's, it trans, transmits. And you were, the, you were either projecting the thought about you to them, or they, or they were receiving your thought. Right, exactly. You know, you don't really know which direction it was going. No, no. Or I'll have a dream about someone that I haven't seen in a number of years, and then they, I, I hate to say it, they, they pass the next week, or they passed. Or I had an old boyfriend, I hadn't seen him in a long time, who's a stuntman actor, and suddenly I dreamt about him when I was in Florida. And I thought, what am I dreaming about him for? <laughs> it's just <laughs> oddest. It was so vivid. And then I looked him up, and he had died. Aww. And, yeah, he was only in his, well, geez, he was only like... Early 60s now or something. Something had, He got some illness or something. But he had right. died, and I thought, oh, my God, that's just, it was shocking to me. You know how, uh, but I've had it my whole life, you know. So, listen, we, we only have so much time, but why don't you give our listeners, is your book an e-book? Uh, is it on Amazon? How can some of our vision-impaired listeners access your book? Is it on the audio? Book, the book is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's on Kindle and Nook. It's not oh, set up as an audio book yet. Uh, Spirit, com is the website, and that will take you with links to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle & Nook. Uh, again, um, my Wilma Jean's television interview is posted on the website. If you scroll down toward the bottom of the homepage, you'll see the book cover. There's a two-paragraph description I wrote that's posted on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Nook. Uh, Wilma Jean's pictures on the front cover and my pictures on the back. There's Wonderful. also a link, also a link to the Facebook page right below that. With uh, you can like and follow that, and there are excerpts from volumes two and volumes three on the uh, Facebook page, along with notices of book signings and appearances that I do. Fantastic! It's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And I, I know that everyone listening has really enjoyed this, I'm sure, and I can't wait to get further into the book. And I hope everyone listening today, you have a blessed day, and you check out An Angel Told Me So. I'm Krista McDonald for Second Vision. Thanks for listening. <laughs>